Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This is probably not the episode you were expecting us to do. Friday night's episode was bananas. Everyone wanted us to do it. I haven't By seen everyone, it. I mean like the 20 people that listen to the show and they're also on Twitter. How did but they see it? It was on. People oh, have cable. I mean, they caught it live. Yeah. Sorry. I, it's not up. It wasn't, hasn't been up on the app today. So it's been stressing yeah. me out. No, it hasn't been up on, on uh, demand. But most people have DVRs and watch things on cable. That sounds lovely. I, it does. I watched the first half of it live oh. and then stopped thinking I will finish tomorrow. And then it has not been up. It's crazy. It's a story that's been in the news a lot lately. So oh. there's there's not a whole lot of resolution. There's still stuff happening. So hopefully they'll do an update episode really soon and then we'll cover that. Or if there's a repeat coming up, then we can do it then. Sounds if good. it ever goes up online. Maybe there's a reason it's not online. Maybe somebody's suing somebody. That's it seems weird that it's not. Because it's normally it's not up right online. away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Something is up, you guys. I'm going to try not to read into it, but I really want to read into it. Something's afoot and Dateline is being sued. Mm. Just saying. No, probably not. It's afoot and underhand. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. (laughs) This episode that we're doing is called Troubled Waters. Uh, It is season 24, episode 11, November 20th, 2015, hosted by Mankey, who we haven't seen in forever. We've forgotten what he looks like. No, I'm just kidding. We see him when we close our eyes. Um, (laughs) This is, he was supposed to have an episode coming out this month and it hasn't come out yet. Waiting. Um, But if I'm going to spend my Valentine's Day with anybody, it's going to be Dateline. And who better to be our cherubic baby shooting arrows of Mm. love at us Mm. than Mankey? No, that job is for Dennis. Let's, (laughs) Let's be real. So this is, I tried to pick a story about love for Valentine's Day. Unfortunately, they're mostly all about love that love most foul. So this he starts this episode by saying, if you crave money or fame or if you want to meet beautiful people or maybe become one of them, you'll find your way to Southern California where anything is possible or seems to be. The pressure. To you. I agree with that. If you want to host a podcast in your stained pajamas in a one bedroom apartment with plumbing issues. Yep. then yes, it is possible. Oh, yeah. I didn't have water today from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. So I made sure that I was out. My about. sink just won't drain. Oh, well, then you need to snake your drain. That's not a euphemism. You literally need to snake <laughs> your drain, and I will bring over my little snaky thing. You have will... a snaky thing? I do. I can do it for you. I've gotten really good at it. You want me to come and do it? I'm good. I'm almost a plumber. Wow. Are you impressed? Okay. Yeah. Will you show butt crack? Yeah, probably on accident. Okay. Uh, accidentally on purpose. I'm in. Okay. So it was summer of 1997 in Newport Beach, California. Mm-hmm. It is a sunny, beautiful day, except for the shade that Mank is throwing throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Who is he throwing shade at? Tina. Oh, well, that's okay. It's real easy. It is a it is a target that is hard to miss. Right. And um, yeah, they do start early because our opening montage has her in it, doesn't it? Because that montage that we see at the top of the show is like bad 90s modeling shots and like people's feet. <laughs> people's feet. I didn't Again. notice the people's feet like walking into the Alamo. Yeah, but they're walking into like maybe a outdoor mall. Oh, like or... like South Coast Plaza. Yeah. So some people on a beach, they were on a boat. One day they're looking at dolphins, having like the best, living their best life. And then they see this boat that's circling out of control and a man on a boogie board trailing behind the boat, freaking out. Eric 
Beckler. Yes. Now, how, did, how could you get that wrong? Okay, because I'll tell you exactly how. Beckler. Because there's a woman later in the episode named uh-huh. Linda. And I didn't really think anything of it until it says coming up or on Dateline.com, Linda Beckler tells more about blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I thought it said Linda Belcher. And oh. I flipped my wig and then yeah. went back to the beginning of the episode was, and was like, was his name Belcher? And I just missed it. No, ma'am. And then it was Beckler. It's just oh, okay. I, I transposed two of the letters in my head. Okay. Totally Totally understandable. When you see Linda and Beckler, you're going to think Linda Belcher. Well, now they are. Yeah. I don't know if you would have because I didn't think that, but they might now. Yeah. So Eric and his wife, Peggy, were celebrating their wedding anniversary and Peggy's 38th birthday. Peggy has long blonde hair past her butt, which you know I'm a fan of. Yeah. She grew up in Dexter, New Mexico. Her mom says she was born winking at the doctor and swinging from the chandelier. That's the like, best one, yeah. I love That's it. The- Best one yet, a way to describe someone. I got it right away. It's gorgeous. And from this adorable New Mexico mom, I'll take it all day. It was really cute. I loved it. Uh, She had scoliosis and had to wear a brace all the time. Oh, my God. Like one of the daughters on Sister Wife, and it's like the most brutal storyline, and the girl handles it like a champ, and so did Peggy. Peggy became a physical therapist. She moved to Southern California. One day, she's on the beach with her friend, and she sees Eric playing volleyball. Cue the many, many Top Gun beach volleyball montages. Highway to the danger zone. It's I'm going to take you right <laughs> to the danger zone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then Val Kilmer does that weird thing with his teeth where he like, he like yeah, exactly. bites the air and it makes it like hurts my teeth to even think about it. And then Archer goes, danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot Anna. of Archer actually. It's really enjoyable. So Eric was handsome and eight years younger than Peggy. So Uh within a year, they were married and had three kids. Wow. Not within a year. Within a year, they were married and then they had three kids. There we go. That would be crazy. So they started a physical therapy business and they were doing very well. They had, as Mank says, a German sports car, Italian clothing, and a beautiful Belgian home. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I thought Mank was going to do a third country there. (laughs) He didn't. It was just a boring American house. And many French pastries. And they showed like a breakfast spread. Exactly. That'd be great. And they got margaritas from Mexico. (laughs) Like, it's really funny that he says German sports car, Italian clothing, and a house. You're like, oh, I thought you were doing a thing there. What's Um, funny is the picture they show for Italian clothing, which is (laughs) them like both in like, like suits. But she's in like a weird men's three-piece suit. And I'm like, she's not wearing like an Armani men's suit in that picture. Is she? Maybe. I don't know. You would know more than me if you say it's not. I don't know. I can't would tell you a recognize suit from a, just looking at it. Early, like early aught 2000s. Women's wear, yes. Men's wear, absolutely not. Who could? You'd gotcha. be like, you could recognize the cut, but you wouldn't be like, oh, that's definitely a hoogly boo ga doo doo No, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> Uh, they were on season four of Project Runway, right? Googly booga dooga doo. Yeah, yeah, they were. They're also oh, a song. P.S. Shout out to our listener, uh, Samantha, who was on Project Runway. And we Another were talking one? about it today. No, the same one. Oh, okay. Um, but I realized I hadn't seen her season and she told me it's on Hulu. So I started watching it today. It's really good. Which season, season is 16. it? Who wins? I don't know. I haven't watched it. Just started. I feel like I've seen it. There are twins on it. Twin girls. It. Yes, you bet. 
So Eric says what happened that day was that Peggy was driving the boat towards or towing him while he was on the boogie board and a wave came up and he went under. When he popped up in the air, she was not on the boat anymore. But she's That's driving all. the boat. She's driving the boat. Yeah. Towing him on a boogie board. Bodyboard. What's the difference between a bodyboard and a boogie board? Basically the same thing. It is, right? They kept saying they were bodyboarding. And I'm like, are they boogie boarding or bodyboarding? I think it's kind of the same thing. All right. I think it's close enough. Is this an important distinction? I don't think so. Made? I don't think of that. Probably not. But <laughs> I still brought it up. So I feel good about that. Go ahead. So he did, she's gone, but she was a very accomplished swimmer. Like, really Mm -hmm. good swimmer. Eric is crying on the local news, but he's doing the kind of crying that I do, which is why I don't cry in front of people. Because when I cry and try to speak at the same time, I, you can't understand me. And it sounds like that. Like, you literally can't understand my words. And it's embarrassing. And so that's why I don't cry in front of people. It's one of many reasons. Deep-seated psychological issues. But that's one of them. And so he's crying like, and you're like, what is that? Oh, it's it's worse than that. Buddy? It's 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 hot. Let me put it this way. I listened to this episode before I actually watched it. And I thought it was the friend crying <laughs> because I couldn't. Th- he is. Let me. I'm always surprised when people's voice is much higher pitched right. than I expect it to be. And right. he has a very high pitched voice. It's not a bad thing an observation. Not sure if it's a bad thing, but I was surprised. It's not my favorite thing. But then again, sometimes I like it. So if I like the Who? person, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you like the person, it doesn't matter. But if you don't like the person, it totally matters. Yeah. But Jen, <laughs> actually like low voice, I don't necessarily like that either. So what? let's keep middle range. Idris you know Elba? what's funny is I like when guys sing falsetto, like Justin Timberlake. I do too. I but do don't too. necessarily like when they speak higher. Correct. When it's opposite, I don't know. Anyways, just personal preferences. So Eric is interrogated by the police. Mm -hmm. This is where we find out the first OMG moment, which is that Peggy is spelled P-E-G-Y-E. Peggy, like Kanye. That seems to me like some sort of name that's associated with a, a nationality. Right. I think it was misspelled on the birth certificate and they just went with it. Like, oh, you think they didn't bother to change it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I getcha. So Mank is now on the boat or a boat. And it's very exciting. (laughs) He is a a boat and he is wearing a zip up hoodie, but it's kind of a fancy one. It has like zippered pockets. And he says one sentence to the camera on the boat and then we never see him on the boat again. But it was worth going out on the boat. Is that the only time that we see him on the boat? Okay, so maybe it's his boat. Oh, maybe it is his boat. That would be amazing. And maybe there were a few Newport episodes in a row, and he's like, let's just do them all. Let's roll them all from (laughs) here. That's how Dateline works. No, it's not, but I'm just saying that. It could be. You never know. But you know, like when they made him go to the indoor soccer facility a few episodes ago, and for Mm -hmm. just one sentence, that was not worth it for him. But to go out on a boat, that's totally worth it. Like, give me one sentence. I don't care. There is an interview later where they seem to be on a dock. They're on a dock. He is sitting on the dock of the bay for a lot of the episode. Okay. Eric's mother is, I'm obsessed with her. She has a real older Catherine Hepburn, sassy lady, but classy vibe about her. Um, She's got a real Mickey vibe to her, which is also probably why you like her. She is definitely Mickey part two. She's no nonsense. She says no nonsense. And she says old fashioned words like malarkey. And um, at one point she's sitting with her hands in her chin, cupping 
Yeah. Her hands under her chin, cupping her cheeks, one on each side, like she's Shirley Temple, but yeah. she's like 70 something. It's like she's being coquettish. I don't know what's happening. I'm there for it. I'm fascinated by her. Yeah. She's Mrs. Belkler is sassy a fun, and classy. A fun one. Yeah. Fun. So she thinks that they'll find Peggy alive, but not because Peggy was such a strong swimmer, but because Peggy faked her own death. Peggy had a secret. We don't know what that is yet. The Coast Guard reenacts the whole situation. We don't get to see it. They realize that they can't make it work where the scenario that he, Eric told them actually plays out in the reenactment where she would fall off the boat. And so they call the cops. The detectives bring in Eric again. He says their marriage was fine. Then they meet with Eric's friend, the improbably named mm -hmm. and unfortunately timed for this episode, uh huh, Kobe Laker. I swear to God, I did not remember that when I picked this episode. That's I wouldn't do wild. that to you guys. And how I'm sorry if it's too soon and I'm triggering anyone. Yeah, how did that is a huge coincidence. Um, but at He's least much it was older. a boat accident and not something else. And Kobe was not involved at all. Wait, no. but did you go into why um, Mrs. Beckler thinks that she? No, we don't get. Up? We haven't found it out yet. She doesn't tell us yet. Okay, good because I was confused by it, so I want you to explain it to me. Okay. So Kobe Laker yes. says also also improbably named, not just because it's Kobe Laker, but also because he's a big volleyball player. He plays beach volleyball with Eric. So that's oh, so also he's a funny. ball player of a different sort. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Kobe says they had a great marriage. No problems. Mm -hmm. And now Mank is on dry land again and he's standing in front of the beach. He's traded his zip up for a suit and a hanky. It's Newport. He looks great, whatever. It's fancy beach. That's true. That's true. So Eric's mom is saying Peggy's secret was mm -hmm. that she was afraid she was going to jail. And she makes it sound like she, Eric's mother, Peggy's mother-in-law, is the only person she confided in this secret. Mm -hmm. She and Eric had this physical therapy business. They sold it to another company, but they stayed on as employees of the business. Then they were suddenly fired because they were caught overbilling Medicare for over a million dollars. So white collar crime, fraud, whatever that is. But the owners of the business didn't notice that? That's why they were fired because they caught it. You sell your business, but you stay on as employees? Sorry, I just have never heard. What? When you want to keep working as a physical therapist, but you don't want maybe the pressure of the business or you've made as much money as you can or the business is so profitable, they buy you out but you get to keep your job. I see. So you're selling the business to a bigger physical therapy unit. So like you're a tiny Correct. massage parlor, but Massage Envy wants to buy you, but you Correct. still want to do massages. All right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Got it. So Eric's mom says, this is so funny the way she says it too, because she's very Mickey. She's hitting the table as she's saying, she was afraid she was going to jail. And so each word that she enunciates, her bracelets are clanging on the table. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, and then her hands are under her chin again. She's just very expressive. I was just obsessed with her. We don't get to see her nearly enough. So, no, but we do get the best moment of the episode with yeah, her. We do. Um, but we have to wait a while. So Eric's mom thinks that because she was scared to go to jail, Peggy staged her own disappearance. So this is full on now sleeping with the enemy, except she really could swim, but she didn't. In that movie, she couldn't swim, but she was pretending anyway. She was and leaves Eric to leaves, leaves Eric's going to take the rap with the three kids, and right. but then he'll go to jail with the and then he'll have the three. No one will have the three kids, 
Um, it doesn't or, make a lot of sense. But watch no. Sleeping with the Enemy. It's a really good movie. Um, yeah. The friend said that they were struggling financially and that Peggy was busy with the practice and the kids while Eric was always top gunning, pro, playing volleyball on the beach. It's like the weirdest way for a dude that I've ever seen to avoid spending time with his family. It's what, like Top Gun? It's like my husband's oh. being really distant. Oh my gosh, do you think he's having an affair? Do you think he has a gambling problem? No, he's just really into beach volleyball. And or it's like so random. Like, no, he just plays Pokemon Go a lot. I don't know. He's, he's not spending time with the family. And he, he's sneaking out to play volleyball on the beach, basically. I, I think it might be common in beach communities. Um, but I think it also might be a euphism, euphemism, like I'm going to play volleyball. But it's a really easy thing to check. So maybe that's not used a lot. as like, Right, because volleyball's right there. on the, She'd just have to drive by and look at the... And they lived on the cliffs. So right. she might... Oh, she could just look out her balcony exactly. and go, he's not playing volleyball. Right. Oh. Um, but I do think it might be more common in upscale beach communities for <laughs> people to have volleyball as a habit. Uh, not just as a habit. It feels like an addiction. It almost seems yeah. like... You ignore your family because you're addicted to porn or beach volleyball. Or beach volleyball, yeah. Uh, So Eric is now a single dad to three kids under four. That's rough. But a new player is about to enter the story. Oh, boy. Tina knew, had drop-dead looks and Hollywood dreams. She had done some modeling. (sighs) No, don't. Cut to her modeling, which is the naughtiest B-roll. They try to help us. They say bikini modeling. They warn you. And so you're expecting shots of bikinis, but you do get something different. What you get is a really out of focused camera (laughs) shot of a woman in lingerie, like the full on, what are they, like the thigh highs and the bra and the panties. And she's writhing around on the seat of a convertible, like in a knockoff Aerosmith video. Like Tony Catan. 100,000% Tony Catan. But if she was doing like a lingerie, like five minute, but you pay $25 and you can watch it and there's no nudity, but it's almost (laughs) nudity. Does that make sense? It's suggested nudity. Yes. No, it felt like like Skinamax kind of. Yes. It's a Skinamax video, but with no, nothing. You don't see the, the parts you're not supposed to see, but you almost do. What if we're we're looking at it all wrong? What if she was a top-notch female attorney in this movie? She is driving to work in a, the convertible that she bought with her own hard-earned money when she became partner of the law firm. She's driving to prosecute her next big case. Her dress pants get so tight and uncomfortable that she has to take them off. But I, wait a minute, it's not making any sense. So you're saying what do you, we're thinking about it wrong and that she's an attorney that sometimes does softcore on the side? No, it's the attorney's driving to work. She's going to get her client off of death row. She's like mm. hardcore feminist, really successful woman. But her pants are so uncomfortable that she has to stop and pull over the car and take them off and then itch her back because, you know, the tag gets all and then they get too tight. Your pants get too tight and you get have to start itching your the back, the lower back mm-hmm. against the car seat. I think we're thinking about this a little too hard. I think the point that you're trying to say is that if her clothing wasn't so uncomfortable, she wouldn't have to take it off and do these videos. So maybe if she owned a pair of beta brand pants, she wouldn't need to walk around in her underwear all the time. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. In yeah. just a much more complicated way. Really? 
<laughs> so some of the times I feel like when you're getting ready for work and deciding if today is a stylish day or a comfortable day or maybe a no clothes at all day, clothing optional day. Mm-hmm. We've all now, had them. Exactly. Now, thanks to Beta Brand's dress yoga pants, you don't have to decide. Well, I mean, you do have to decide if you're deciding to go pantsless. But if you're going to do pants, I'm going to recommend Beta Brand. They are the one pant that you don't have to sacrifice comfort or function for style. Mm-hmm. And they allow you to breathe. Oh, ladies, <laughs> do we love breathing or what? Yeah, that's pretty great. They are super comfy, really stretchy, and they stay wrinkle-free all day. Mm, I love that. They have the stretch and fit and feel of a yoga pant, but they look exactly like a dress pant, so you wouldn't know any difference. I actually own a bazillion pairs of pants. My mother owns two pairs of pants. So when she saw me looking at Beta Brand online, she sort of hinted that maybe she would like a pair. So I ordered a pair from my mom, and she loves them. The shipping was really fast. And she put them on and texted me because I went out and was like, these are the best pants I've ever tried. Oh, she good. loves them. And I got her, they have a bunch of different like colors, patterns, cuts, styles. They do have the ones with the pockets that you're very excited about. But she got that straight leg dress pant. So it's hard to think about a, a yoga pant because you think about something tight like a legging. It's not like that. They are actual straight cut. It's just the feel of them. They feel like a yoga pant when you're wearing them. That's what makes Beta Brand so special. They're kind of like a secret pant. <gasps> a secret pant? Mm-hmm. Love Because that. you know that you're wearing something that's, I mean, basically a yoga pant, but it's for the world... Pant. It's a pair of dress pants. So right now, our listeners can get 20% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash dateline. That's 20% off your first order at betabrand.com slash dateline. Millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. Honestly, ever wear to work or doing errands or to the movies, anywhere. It's a pant for anywhere. Just the most comfortable pair of pants. Ever. They say you'll ever wear to work. I say the most to comfortable. Everywhere. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so go to betabrand.com slash dateline for 20% off and get your pair today. Yay, beta brand. So Tina, Miss Rides Around in the Convertible, doesn't mm-hmm. she doesn't look like a Tina. I'm going to call her Tanya. She had a small role on an episode of Baywatch Nights, mm-hmm. which I never saw, but I'm pretty sure is softcore porn. It's not. It's not. I think it's just the lesser Baywatch. It's, it's just the like nighttime the, version. But I think it's the one that maybe did a season. You know, Do you they think tried there to were make... saxophones in the title? Yeah, because I think that they'd probably try to do a few different Bay, Baywatches. Baywatch nights, Baywatch, Baywatch mornings. afternoons. <laughs> Baywatch tea, brunch. Tea yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Tea time at the beach. There but Mank says that that turned out to be the peak of her career. Mm-hmm. Was that shade? Yes, it was. Correct. That's when he starts shading her. So she started doing drugs. She lost custody of her kids and she fell for a string of very, very bad dudes. One of them played Russian roulette to her head with a gun. Um, One of them hung her upside down over a balcony like in the mafia movies. Um, Was one of those guys David Hasselhoff? That's my question. (laughs) Why is she telling us these stories? I don't, she was in a dark place. So she gets but down on her knees. Why is she telling knees. us these stories? <laughs> I don't know. You see my point, right? So we, we feel bad be- for her? 
because it makes sense of why she goes so fast with Eric. Because in comparison, he was a prince. You know how there are certain kinds of people in this world that are going to tell you like really traumatic things about themselves right off the bat? I had one of those friends. Yeah. They want attention. Yeah. Or it's just. She did it at one of my birthday parties. Right. To all of my friends. This girl just did it to the whole world. Yeah. So, I mean, we get it, but I don't think, I'm not sure what the point is of telling us, I think maybe to justify certain lifestyle choices that she made, which is fine. I get it. Oh, I feel bad for her. And it's the first time and last time we ever hear about her children. So where are they? Yeah, I I got thoughts about that. Okay. So, well, I don't really, I don't, my thought is where are the children? Yeah, my thought is, okay, what happened to them while you were being hung out of a balcony? Were right. you worried about where your well, children she gave, were? She had, she lost them at some point. Maybe it was before or after the balcony incident. Okay. Um. So uh, one day she's had enough. She gets down on her knees and she says, God, I can't live like this anymore. Give me a sign. And the very next day she meets Eric. To that I say, <laughs> sometimes God makes mistakes. That I say, God's got a great sense of humor. So it is three months to the day after Peggy disappeared. When Eric and Tanya meet and the stars collide, they go out to dinner that night. Oh, she's like eye candy, as Mank says, at some event that he's working at. Mm-hmm. And they meet, they go out to drinks that night, and she moves into his house the next day. She's like a boat show model. She's, she's like 100%, 1,000%, you're right, a boat so show model. She's at a show like that, solid like a rock. And, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and he comes. And Job comes over and is, <laughs> yes. Watch Arrested Development. This is your yeah. last This is your last warning. <laughs> Sorry, it's <laughs> not, not a really. warning. Like, we're going to um, We're not going to do this podcast anymore if you don't watch Arrested Development. <laughs> but even if, so she meets this guy. He lost his wife in an accident. Three weeks. No, three, three months. months before. Isn't yeah. that too soon to move soon. in? Even if you think he's innocent and it was an accident? So here's what I think is actually happening. She's getting down on her knees because she is losing her apartment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then this guy comes in with a huge house and a Porsche. Of course, right. she's going to move in right away. I mean, right. I think there's more to this story than she's telling us. She yeah. just doesn't want to tell us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Eric is the first gentleman that spoiled her like pretty woman, she says. I have so That's many thoughts about this. not a good analogy. I love pretty woman, but this is not something that ladies should aspire to. No. Also, this is the second week in a row that we've had a Julia Roberts mention, which is What's kind of crazy, on? right? Is she, is she going to be okay in 2020? Is I this like know. a thing? I'm worried now. So, but I picked this episode. Am I putting it out there in the universe that Julia Roberts is going to be on Dateline in some capacity? I hope not. Maybe. So Tanya is super smitten kitten with Aaron. She is helping him with the kids when he goes to work. No, I'm sorry. I mean, goes to play beach volleyball. What does so, he do? Just right. He is like a computer guy and he was running the office of the physical therapy office. But, but now whatever. they got bought. So now what does he do? There's no other tech guy. He's the only one that knows how the system runs. He's the only one that can <laughs> do that Excel up, spreadsheet. Okay, he sorry. set it up. I'm the only one that knows QuickBook Pro here. <laughs> I'm done. He, just to clarify, though, Eric, you brought a strange woman who you knew for one night into your house to live with your three children. And then you leave your children alone with her. And it's not so you can go earn a living and pay for the house that they all live in. It is so you can go play beach volleyball. And also, this is a woman who had her children 
recently taken away from her. I don't know if he knows that or about drugs yet. It's possible, but it's also he can go feed his volleyball addiction. Some woman on the street that he just met. Come on, move in. I got to go play volleyball. Eric's made a lot of choices. I need to talk to his mom. I need to talk to Mrs. Beckler. Yeah, we have lots of questions. So Peggy's family, super suspicious of the whole situation with Tanya. Now, the detective, also very suspicious because (laughs) she is ostentatious and, as he tells Mank, a hot number. (laughs) To which I said, you know what I am? A cold letter. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to go a hot toddy. Okay, so we know that the police are suspicious. Peggy's family's suspicious. What does Eric's mother, the no-nonsense, no, like, Catherine Hepburn, sassy but classy, what does she think of this tart coming in and shacking up with her son and her grandkids? Singing Prince songs off-key in the bathtub and flicking (laughs) escargot all over the place? What does she think? (laughs) I hope she is. So the police give little this little red Corvette. <laughs> That's not the song that I meant. What'd you mean? Raspberry Beret. Which one did you mean? The one she sinks in the bathtub in Pretty Woman. Oh, Kiss. Yeah. Well, I don't remember that part. I thought you were, I honestly thought you were really clever and making a really funny, like, <laughs> like that's what you picked that she was doing that. That was really good visual. That's from a movie. You're still really clever. (laughs) How you have not seen Pretty Woman enough. No, I have not because I did not remember. I mean, I remember the really famous parts. That's not, I don't know how famous, is that a really famous part? Extremely, yeah. Mm, No, don't remember it. I've seen it way too many times. So the police give this hot number, uh, they're his phone number. But not like Jason Alexander and Pretty Woman. He thinks he can just try out his best friend's new girl for a spin. He wants dirt on Eric. Mm-hmm. So he says, call me. Then, out of nowhere, the police catch a break. Kobe Laker, the oh, ironically boy. named volleyball player, has his lawyer call the detective. He had originally told the police that Eric and Peggy were happy in their marriage. But now, to paraphrase, 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 paraburgers, paraphrase. Thank you. Par- favorite dateline phrase police were about to hear a very different story kobe says that eric had told him multiple times that he was sick of peggy seven months before she vanished eric had told kobe what do you think of me killing my wife (laughs) i was thinking of taking her out to the ocean and dumping her in a barrel what do you think of this idea Is Kobe his best friend? I hope so. Because it's like me saying to you, I'm thinking of getting bangs. Let me throw some ideas at you. Let's see what which ones stick. Um, what does Eric expect to hear back in that situation? Like, yes, great initiative, Eric. I'm impressed, bud. You need help? I'll help out. I was sick of her too. What What did he actually say? We don't really get to know, but we know that Kobe stayed friends with him for the next seven months. Kobe. Would you stay friends with me? Um, like, would well, you I, just politely pass? I'm not really into it, but you do you, bro. Out of fear, maybe. Maybe. But I might call someone. I'd probably call someone. Be like, um, Houston, we got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
it's literally like when there's like there's no warning signs. They literally, literally held up a warning sign and said, this is what I'm going to do. Well, um, also, yeah. circling back to Eric, you ask your friend this question and for some strange reason, you don't get the enthusiastic response that you were hoping for. A few months later, you decide to go ahead and kill your wife anyways, and you use the exact same method that you had told your friend about? Well, you didn't use a barrel. There was no barrel. <laughs> At least change it up. No, I think- Kobe, I said I was going to use a barrel. <laughs> Obviously, say- I didn't do it. If you tell him water, you don't, you don't use water. You go opposite. You take her on a hike, and you push her off a cliff. Oh, you I go see. heights. Because that way it's close enough, but also different enough that the police can't say anything. No, I think any way you talking about killing your spouse and she dies in the next five years. I mean, a wide berth of time. Yeah, you're done. You're the lead suspect. Yeah. In my mind, you did it. Yeah. So Kobe tells police he knew instantly when he heard about the boat accident that Eric had done it. And he lied to the police because he panicked and he didn't know what else to do. You tell the police the Man, truth. That's, weird. that's what you do. Yeah. So Kobe. now Kobe agrees to wear a wire. Eric and Kobe meet at a restaurant called El Matador, serving authentic Mexican food. Kobe tries to get Eric to confess. He says, I covered for you with the police. I made you look like a freaking saint. And Eric says, I am. This is a really, also a really high pitched conversation. Both of these guys. <laughs> Like, I don't know if it's sun-bleached voices. I don't know what's happening, but I was li- I was like, what is going on? I made you look like a saint. They, I mean, it's not quite Michael Jackson, but it's, an, it's enough that I was struck by it. <laughs> so even though Eric won't admit anything in this conversation, the police are for some reason more sure than ever that he did it, which is always happens and it's never logical, but they're always like, well, now we know we're on the right track. He definitely did it, even though he confessed absolutely nothing in the conversation. And now Mankey is sitting on the dock of the bay in a polo shirt. Yeah. Changing up the look again. Yeah. Now, Tori is still in love with her Prince Eric. She thinks that police are totally wrong. He -hmm. keeps pictures of Peggy everywhere in the house, all over the place. And her logic is, well, if he killed his wife, he wouldn't want to see her face everywhere. Sure. Good point. Or he's just pure evil and wants to look at the face that he killed all the time and parade his little hot number in front of. He's either a sociopath or innocent. There's nothing in between about the photos. Oh, that's true. It's weird. It's weird. It did... I thought it was actually a good, that is one good argument that Trixie makes is that yeah. it's, it would seem odd to me to have pictures of someone you killed around. Well, we have seen many times when they get rid of all the photos and that's just as weird. No, I think, I mean, that's way weirder than having, having all it, the photos up. Having it in every room is weird. I think having a couple around would be nice because the boys are still there, but yeah. every room you would think you would take down a few, especially if they're in the bedroom. She didn't tell us that. Ooh. That's a great question. I I have questions. Is there a giant portrait of the two of them from a Valentine's Day years before above their bed? Yeah, I'm going to need a layout of the house. Yeah. She said Um, it was a huge house, though, and it did look really big. Did you see the picture of the house on the beach, like on the bluffs? I was like that house. It's Belgian. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So Trixie isn't questioning Eric because... He was the answer to all her prayers. And mm-hmm. Mank kind of rubs that in. Like, of course, you're not questioning him. He rescued you from this terrible life and is like your easy street ticket, basically. 
Like, of course, you're not going to question too closely his story. Yeah. It must now, have been love, but it's over now. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Roxette. R.I.P. Wait, did Thank Roxette you for the die? good tunes. Yes. Oh, it was a per- one person? But no, the, the, the lady, the blonde, the lead singer. Oh, that's terrible. I did not I know. know that. Sorry. Oh, I love that song. Um, After six months, Eric proposes. Now, one thing we could say about Eric here is that he is a monogamist. Like, he is yeah. does not seem to be sleeping no. around town. No, he, he moves from relationship to relationship. Yeah, he's a relationship guy. Yeah. So... He proposes and Tawny says yes. Mank says to her, biggest shade of all so far, you don't say no to a lot, do you? I was struck. I was struck. I was taken aback by Mank the level of shade. Is He's shading and contouring all over this episode, but that was the <laughs> biggest, most yes, traumatic. Speaking of shading and contouring. Yes. Let's talk Thrive Cosmetics. Yes, let's. Oh, Thrive Cosmetics. My old friends. All right. Are you thriving? I am thriving. If you guys didn't know about the high-performance products from Thrive Cosmetics, they are made with skin-loving ingredients and clinically proven formulas that highlight your best features with long-lasting wear, which on the beach or in the city is a good thing. All Thrive Cosmetics are formulated without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. Thrive Cosmetics also doesn't just have incredible makeup formulas. Their skincare is amazing and effective. Mm. They One of their best-selling products is the Bright Balance 3-in-1 Cleanser. And it mm. is a multitasking pH balance gentle formula that removes long-wearing waterproof makeup and leaves your skin feeling so soft. It doesn't uh. have that like stripped dry feeling that you yeah. get from some face washes. No. Yeah, especially in the winter. You don't want that. Exactly. Not with this guy. Lately, I have been trying the Buildable Blur CC Cream. This is a new product to me, and I've been going through a process of trying a bunch of different foundations right now, and I finally just broke down and got this because I had it recommended to me. Anything with blur in the title sounds really exciting to me. Yeah, it's blurring out all your lines and imperfections. Exactly. And I'm just going to say this. I think it's best selling for a reason because it is so cool. It basically blurs all of the pores and fine lines on your face, Mm. but you put it on and you feel like you're doing something good for your skin, but also getting coverage. Oh. Yeah, it's really great. It also has vitamin C in it, which helps even out the skin tone as well as blur. Oh, yeah. And it has SPF 35 in it. (gasps) So you're doing your skin a favor when you wear it out during the day. I'm liking it so far. It's not making me break out. It's another excellent product from our friends at Thrive. Remember, Thrive Cosmetics is also a company that gives back. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, supporting nonprofit partners with a donation of funds or products. Really good causes. Yeah, that's why they are cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E. Yeah. So start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash date dateline and use code date dateline for 15% off your first purchase. Yeah. That's thrive, C-A-U-S-E, medics.com slash date dateline, code date dateline for 15% off. One more time for the people in the back. ThriveCosmetics.com slash date dateline, code date dateline, 15% off. C-A-U-S-E. Get your thrive on. Get your thrive on. Start thriving. Today. Strive to thrive. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Thank you. 
Check them out, guys. So Tandy also admits that she knew that once Eric was cleared in this investigation, he'd get $2 million in life insurance. There we mm. go. But he's already rich. This is... He this is, comes but up a they were times. struggling a bit financially because Who their lifestyle that- was so... Expe- their friend says that they were the, struggling. The says. They wow. were th- their lifestyle was so expensive and they were possibly being fined a bunch of money because they were cheating Medicare out of all this, you know. Sorry, is that real or is that not real? Because we never get confirmation that there's any kind of fraud. It's a, that's a great point. We're not sure. We do know from the friend that they were not in the greatest shape financially. But it, but she says that she doesn't, that that a white collar crime is not something that she would ever be involved in. That's true. And I don't know, Peggy. Eric was. But looking at her pictures, I don't think so either. Yeah, she has long blonde hair. She couldn't have done it. (laughs) She doesn't. She looks like Heidi. Like, she couldn't have done it. It's fine. So Tanya says that after, you know, after he's cleared, he'll get this money. Everything will be fine. It'll all be past us. And Mank looks at her, smirks, and says, well, you were wrong. But he does not. He's... I have to give Tatiana credit because he is not holding back at her this whole episode. And she just sits there and takes it with a smile on her face. I don't mean in like a pretty woman way. I mean, like legitimately, I'm she's is doing a really good job in handling herself very well. I think considering what he's throwing at her. I don't think she notices what's going on. (laughs) Are you serious? I don't think she sees it at all. I think she's just like. This is my interview. I'm here. I'm doing this. My makeup is flawless. When he I'm says, using well, you were wrong. She's like, I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. No, she's just not. It's not. Nothing's phasing her. That's she's true. I mean, she out was thrown window. out of a window, frankly. Yeah. No, so. she doesn't care. So one night, Eric and Trinity have been together for two years. They are not married yet, but they're getting there. She's showing him her old modeling photos, the life that he saved her from, basically. And she puts in this videotape of one of her acting roles. I'm guessing the acting role. Who is Bay making... Watch Nights. Who's Hot sitting Girl number down three. and making her... He fell in over there. That was her line. Um, so who's, <laughs> was. Who makes their part, new partner? Like, well, I guess he's not new at that point, but sit down and watch old reel. Your I old reel. No. once you've been together for couple years you're like looking for conversation and he thought he'd see some sexy photos and they could like laugh or maybe she thought he'd get her back into acting like he'd pay for new headshots or something oh no if- i think they do this once a week <laughs> look at the photos like once a week i think she's living in that world time to yeah. look at the headshots again remember that video that i made oh i just found it i just stumbled <laughs> upon it let's put it in no sit down Sit down, you're watching this with me. No, we'll do it after dinner. I want you focused. Yeah, exactly. So she puts in the videotape, and for our younger listeners, a tape, well, okay, never mind. Um, What's a what? It's like a... um, It's a VCW machine, right? I haven't heard of those. So (laughs) the tape suddenly stops, and it stops. She was fast-forwarding through an old news segment about Peggy that she happened to record back years before. And the tape stops and the whole screen is Peggy's face. Katie's not buying any of this story. Not for a 
second do I believe that she accidentally taped over one of her old precious modeling slash film reels and put a news report over okay. the top of it. No, and this, See, this is, is all what a I'm coincidence. Thinking. You're not um, a huge taper. Like I was a huge taper. I have all of Seinfeld and all of Friends still on videotape and I heart the 80s and a lot of other weird things. Now, on a lot of the tapes, after the episode ends, it goes straight to the local news. Oh, yeah, I know about that. Okay. So what if she had two gigs? It wasn't just one acting gig. It was oh. a gig, and then she, the tape runs. She let the tape run, and it got some of the local news. And then she's fast-forwarding because there's another gig on there. She had two acting jobs, Hot Girl 3 and Hot Girl 4. And so it only one works of her if gigs, she had two acting jobs, really, So though. what was her gig right as she, three months before they met, when um, It's some Peggy pilot died. that never went, I think. I think it or was is it another boat show and it's somebody filming oh, her at the boat show movie. showing her her modeling skills on like the yacht you got it to yacht okay yeah you got it you got it and then in between it just briefly cuts to the news which happened to be talking about peggy so her face is huge on the screen mm-hmm. and eric is watching this and he goes white and he's like how did you get that and he's freaking out. And for some reason, Trixie decides to press play and watch the whole news report. Because if you're with a guy and he is obviously troubled because his dead wife is on the screen, you're going to push play. What kind of like insensitive girlfriend would do that? Hey, honey, let's watch. That was the reason that I honestly thought it wasn't on, that it was on purpose was that she just didn't be like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. Let's just move past this. The fact that they watched it she makes me think. Play. But it also makes me think that she really likes, really likes drama. Yeah. And really likes to be the center of drama. And this is really dramatic. So she's hoping they'll watch and cry together. Maybe. And it'll help him move on and fall more in love with her. She doesn't seem horrified that he may have killed someone. Let's put it that way. Mm-mm. And that makes me think, okay, you kind of like the idea that, okay, I dated this guy that did this. And then I dated this other guy that hung me out a window. And my latest husband was, turns out to be a murderer. Like, <laughs> that is her storyline. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? That's yeah. part of, it's not even victim mentality. It's different than that. It's yeah. like drama. Yeah. And it's not the kind of person who would stick with a guy who's on death row because she wants to be different. And all her friends. No. Like, it's not no, that kind of girl who's no. like, I'm so liberal and open-minded that I'm staying with him because everyone else that thinks he's a killer, they're wrong. I'm the only one who knows the truth. It's like a different kind of thing than that. It is yeah. more attention-seeking. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're very hard on Tammy. But, yeah, she does press play, which she says because she saw how freaked out he was, and she's like, something's not right. Well, his dead wife just appears on the screen. That would scare anyone. That was why he was why I don't know. That's uh, yeah. I think she reads his face more as like guilt. But then tell us that. Then right. say that, not just he went white. Well, of course he did. Yeah. Like all right. so she presses play and the facts in the news story don't match the facts that Eric had always told her. He had lied about how bad the weather was and how bad the waves were. And bear in mind, this is in like the early 2000s. So it's not like she could just do a lot of Googling about the case. So he had always told her different stuff. So she yells at him, well, why is this different than what you told me? And now he tells her a new story. He says, well, she fell overboard and I didn't get to her. 
And she says, you didn't get to her or you didn't want to get to her. And he says, well, I could have helped her, but I didn't. He didn't. All right. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Sorry. I don't know why I'm so. You're very angry about I'm not angry. I just don't. I don't think. I don't feel like she's being honest with us. And that bugs me because I feel like we're getting. And this is not because I don't think he didn't do it. Right. I don't think he's innocent. Right. Right. But I think that there are holes in this story and I'm, I'm tired of the holes. I'm so tired. You have trichotophobia. Trichotophobia. What I heard about the yeah. holes. Yeah. Um, I am more apt to believe her. I think she's a bit of a drama queen, but I do think she's telling the truth about most stuff. But I think she's twisting things slightly to make it more innocent in her favor. There we go. All right. I'll take that. So she doesn't go to the police because she was afraid. But as Mank shades, Mank feels obviously more like you do because Mank says, so afraid that they continued to see each other, sleep together, and party together. Where are they partying together? Where are her children? That is the next, well, the next thing that we hear about. children? I'm like, what, where are all the children that are, there's five children between the two of them. Donde? Donde estas? Two weeks after he confesses this to her, they go to a club and take ecstasy. I can't. Where what is happening? are the children? Where are the children? <laughs> and why? Again, I thought her drug days are behind her. In my head, she's sober at this point. No, she's not. No, They're taking I don't think ecstasy she is. at 33 years old. Yeah. Like a bunch of dummies. Yeah. So that night they're lying in bed and she says to him, because apparently ecstasy makes you psychic. Who knew? Miley Cyrus knew. She says out of nowhere, oh, my God, you hit her over the head. And he says, how did you know that? Man, he's dumb. So, yeah, instead of the classic, what? No. How did you know that? So she says, tell me the truth. He says, "Okay, we went out to sea and I hit her over the head with a weight that I had brought with me. And then he says so fast that she didn't feel a thing. Like, he's such a gentleman. That makes it so much better. And then he tied her wrists and her ankles together. So she's kind of like in half. And he put her body in a trash bag, tied the weights onto it, and threw her body overboard. That's so sad. And Mank says, so at this point, he says to, to Tammy, at this point, you fall asleep next to a man that you know is a murderer. And she says, well, no, actually, we had sex. Okay, so here, yeah, a couple things, a couple <laughs> things about that one. Um, here, this was my big, like, okay, you don't have to tell that on Dateline. You absolutely could have lied. Right. You absolutely she, just say it was really difficult going on after that. Honest. Well, that's the, the reason, kind of honesty that bothers me. Because see, for me, it makes me think it, it, she is telling the truth because she knows that's not going to make her look good. And I she think tells she's it telling, anyways. No, she's telling the truth because she's, it's shocking and like makes her Salacious. edgy. And like, do you know what I'm saying? Do you and think I've she's just, trying to get a book deal out of this? And do you dude, think she got a I book deal? I think she's deal? trying to get a lifetime movie deal out of this where she plays the lead herself and maybe has a steamy scene with Josh Dumel. That's what <laughs> I think is happening. That's honestly, like, I, I think that's, well, and there's a couple of things that lead me to believe it, but this is one. You absolutely don't need to tell that part of it. That's a well, really weird thing to add in. She says it's because if she didn't, he would have been suspicious that 
she's but, weirded out and going to go into the cops. You didn't have to tell us that paragraph. You could have just said it was difficult after that. You could have but absolutely. But Mank asked. Mank said, so you just go to sleep at, with no, the murderer. the way he asked it is like, so then you had to sleep with the murderer after that. Yes, I did. Because you did sleep with him after you had sex. You could have left out that intermittent part. You didn't need to say that. No. So meanwhile, the police are watching the relationship go down from a distance, much like we watch the couples on 90 Day Fiance. Like, we know that Tanya and Sinjin are never going to make it and that he's making the biggest mistake of his life, but, and we cannot wait for it to implode. So the police have their popcorn ready and they're watching this relationship because they know it is going to go down. That's why I'm upset with this Tanya, because of that Tanya. Of course. Because I am seeing similarities in this, like, brutal honesty at all costs, no matter what. That's why I have not once called her by her real name, which is not Tanya. It's Tina. Why? I don't know. Because she's not a Tina. She's a Tanya. Or a Tawny. Or a Tammy. Or a Trixie. Or a Trixie. So, what about a Tiffany? No. Uh, that's the one that doesn't work. So, <laughs> one night... Uh, this is only a couple weeks after the one. So a couple weeks after this confession happens, yep. a neighbor calls 911 because mm-hmm. she hears yelling from the apartment. The police get there and Eric is gone. But Tahani is pissed. Mm-hmm. She still has the detective's business card. And she says, I want to talk to this detective. So that detective goes over there middle of the night. And she says, this is what he told me. Now, do you think she kept the business card because she knew all along or was it by accident because she didn't clean out her purse? Oh, I don't think she had the business card at all. I think that's Mank being very nice. But I think it was more like, you know, I talked to this detective a few years ago. And she's like searching for his name and they're like, Murphy? And she's like, yeah, that's the one. Mustache? And she like describes him and they know who it is and they sent him over. It could have been. So she tells the cops everything. And they mm-hmm. ask her to wear a wire twice in one episode. Here's the best part. The hilarious millionth OMG moment from Mank. Yes, it All is. episode long, Mank has been shading her for staying with Eric, knowing mm-hmm. he's a murderer. At this point, he says, how could you turn him in after he rescued you from your horrible life? He really tries to get all sides of a story. He plays devil's advocate. He does. And he gets the sound bites where she's like, I just couldn't live with myself if I didn't say something. Okay. All but then, episode long, yeah. you've been like, you moved in with this guy. He's a murderer. This, you stay with him. You sleep with him. And now he's like, how could you turn him in? But this is why Mink is frustrated with her, too, is that she's a flip-flop and flip-flop fishy. <laughs> like, she is flip-flopping all over the place. Relationships are complicated, apparently. I've heard. That's why there's an It's Complicated button on Facebook. <laughs> so she goes out to dinner with Eric. They go to no. El Torito. They don't go to El Torito. Yeah, they do. They go to a restaurant called El Torito. And at this point, I said, at what point does a chain restaurant just become, they went to El Torito for dinner? Well, no. I don't know if it's nationwide. That was my question. So is it? I don't know. I'm asking because the other restaurant was not a chain. The other no, Mexican, they didn't even they say the name Mexican of it. Restaurants. They didn't say the name of El Matador. They didn't. You made it up. 
No, I wrote it down because they show it. Oh, because they show it. They okay. show it from outside, but they do not say El Matador because I would have loved for a mink to say El Matador, yeah, but he didn't. But, but they that... do say El Torito. But do you think, so do you think that most of the world does not know El Torito then? I think so. I think it's not as common as you think it is. Ah, okay. That was my question. Because I was like, would they say, they went to a restaurant called Applebee's. Mm, they still might know. If Dateline was more viewed worldwide, and I know for a fact it's not because of the listeners that we have that say, why can't we get this online? And why can't ah. we watch it on here? They don't, mm-hmm. they can sometimes watch them online, but not a lot. So it's not as mm. worldwide, I think, as it should be. But it could be an interesting thing if they were like, they went to a sandwich place called Subway. Then, but Subway's everywhere, I think. Mm. But here's my question. Is Mexican food the preferred food for secretly recording someone that you think is a murderer? He must like margaritas. That is my only thought is that they think we need to get him liquored up. What's his drink? Tequila. So they are Mm. taking him to a place that serves tequila every time. Because eating all those beans is not good for the quality of the audio. (laughs) No. Uh, So so she tries (laughs) to get Eric. I'm so dumb. Why do I say things? I just don't know why you associate every time. I think because I never eat beans at a Mexican restaurant. So every time you talk about Mexican restaurants, I'm always like, who's eating beans at a Mexican? Beans and rice is like Mexican food. I think because I always leave that on the plate. I never, I don't eat that part of it. <laughs> but I don't you like beans. admit that it comes as a side I usually. I totally do. But in my head, I'm always like, who's just eating fistfuls of beans at a Mexican <laughs> restaurant? Well, not fistfuls. I use a utensil. <laughs> but you do eat the beans. I do. And actually, I have not known that it makes me especially flatulent. I've never right. actually made that correlation, but it's the song, you know? Yes, beans, I know. Beans, you know. The magical fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, I've there's two different songs. Um, What's the other one? Well, the magical fruit, and then it's good for your heart. The more you eat, the more you fart. Yeah. I've never heard that. Well, the that only one... reason I realized there were two is because Chrissy Teigen was singing it to her daughter on Instagram stories, <laughs> and her daughter was singing it one way, and she was like, "No, it goes this way," and they both had different lyrics. And I was like, "Oh, I've always heard the more you eat, the um, not the fruit one. I've heard the other one." Oh, I've only ever heard the, fruit. They're good for your heart. You've only ever heard heart? I've only ever heard fruit. There, see, different strokes toot. makes the world go round. I think because in my household, fart was a bad word. So toot was preferable to fart. Gotcha. We say yeah. foofy in my house because... That's adorable. I don't know why. So she goes to try to get Eric to repeat. Well, her story is the police want to talk to me and I want to get my story straight. And so she tries to get Eric to repeat the details of what happened that day on the boat, but he won't. And so she just tries to get him to say why he did it. So she's like, why did, didn't you just get a divorce? Why did you do this? And how do I know you're not going to get mad at me? And he says, I will never get mad at you like that. And why did you do this? He says, I don't know. And it's close, but it's not close enough to a confession. So yeah. she says, well, was it just for the money? And he says, partly for the money, partly for the kids. I thought she'd take the kids away. Um, but I, I want close. you to know I'd never hear it hurt anyone again. He says again. Oh, that's which big. to me is very okay. close. That's yeah. So they get in the car and he says, let me drive. And the cops are tailing them and they're expecting her to be driving. So he's driving and th- they the police lose sight of the car. 
which happens, I feel like, nine out of ten times where they're trailing someone who's secretly recording them. This is also Newport Beach. There's not that many places to drive. That's true, and there's not that much traffic that, like, I mean, there's traffic, but it's not, like, L.A. traffic. No. I mean, I don't know if you could trail them without putting your lights on, though, and if you were losing them. Ah, okay. Um, and they don't want to draw attention to themselves. But anyways, regardless, mm-hmm. it's why I would never secretly record someone because they always lose the person they're following. Um, and then the person who's recording is always just out there by themselves. You wouldn't? You'd still I mean, do it. I would be so, I would probably do it because I'd want to feel like I was in a movie. But yeah. in my head, I'm thinking of all the datelines where they have lost the person they were supposed to be following and said, don't worry, we got your back. We're watching you the whole time. Yeah, I get it. But then they lose them. So Mank says to the cop, this is the point in the movies where you hear gunshots. And the the detective laughs, like full-on guffaws. Full-on guffaws. says, that wouldn't have been good. Uh, So is this the, is is he laughing because it's Tanya? Is that why he's laughing? Because it's like. He doesn't care that much. It's not that big of a deal. I felt I, that's the one point I did feel kind of bad for her. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh, we lost her. We lost the hot number. And was her code name hot number? Yes. Was that her code name? Yes. Hot numbers moving in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. So they're driving and she, for some reason, ramps up her acting ability, as Mank says. But for me, makes no sense. She takes the situation from a two on the level of calmness to like a 15. All of a sudden, she's hysterically screaming at Eric. And I can't, I can't live with the lie. You're making me lie. And he's saying, I'm not making you do anything. And then he's, he's like, again, it's like, why are you screaming? Um, He's like, I don't even care anymore. Turn me in if you want. And she says, turn you in for what? Okay, that's the worst. What exactly? Turn no, you in. She's what so would I obvious. Say? It is so obvious. What are you doing? Because that is the most obvious. Could you tell me exactly what I'm supposed to be turning you in for? And yeah. what charges would those be in a court of law? Like, oh, my God. It is so obvious. So she says, what exactly? What would I turn you in for? She says, Repeat like, after me. Times. I murdered my wife. Yeah. So he's like, tell them whatever the F you want. And she says, don't talk to me that way. Like she hasn't been screaming at him the whole time. And if she didn't start the whole screaming thing, she says, pull my car over. I'm afraid of you. I'm afraid of you now. So he just pulls the car over. He gets out of the car. I don't know how he gets home. And she gets in the car and she drives away. And she says, if you guys are still listening to me, meet me at my apartment. And that's how it ends. They arrest Eric. They feel like they have enough. So all's good, right? No. no. Two weeks later, after they arrest Eric, Tabuli tells a local paper that she's not sure if Eric actually did it. Okay. So here's proof number 4,000. <laughs> Girl wants yeah, to be- Yeah, now how, here I'm with you. At the center of attention. Yeah. Really? So- just on this one? I see it, but I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. But this, I really can't. Like, but would it be a normal thing to te- to be like overshare and say, no, we definitely had sex after he said he killed his wife. And you don't think that that's like an attention grab? Maybe she just has no filter. 
She's had bad decisions and drugs her whole life. She seeks the attention of men, and Mank is a man. I kind of feel bad for her. Okay. But at this point, I do not. Because Mank is like, why on earth after all of this? You're the one who got him finally arrested. Do you tell the local paper that you don't think he did it? And she says, well, I just feel guilty. Um, And he called me from jail and he said he tried to hang himself with his sheets. And I didn't want his kids to be without both parents. And so I just. But I'm fine if we go to a club and do ecstasy when the kids are asleep. Right. It's fine. That's all. That's all. Yeah. And I, you know, now the case looks horrible because the star witness is waffling. And I was done. At that point, I was like. Tamara, big mistake, pretty woman, huge. Huge. She's re- it's really it's really bad. I do have one theory, one question I want to pose to you. Do you think he offered her money? Do you think he said I'll set you up? It would have to be up. a lot of money. Yeah, but do you think he said I'll set you up if you if you go back yeah, on this? Yeah, I do think that's possible. Okay. Cuz do you don't honestly possible. think that she who was so adamant that it was the right thing to do to tell the police what he told her then flip-flopped 180 degrees and said, no, no, no. It's actually the right thing that he gets out of prison without him offering her something. I think she liked him 90% because of the lifestyle that he was giving her Uh compared to where she was from. Uh And she, I don't know what, and I, I think she was scared or just mad enough at him for something to... What's funny is when they, that she was screaming at him and the police come that night and they say she wasn't scared. They said she was angry, which is interesting to me that she's like was mad and that's why she told on him. It wasn't that she was was. scared. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I'm just trying to give her the tiny bit of the benefit of the doubt. So if you seem to make one bad life decision after another, like Tabitha, we have an offer that might help. BetterHelp offers counseling with a licensed therapist within the privacy and safe space of your own home. Don't go to a Mexican restaurant to secretly record someone confessing to a murderer, order some delivery, stay inside your house where you can confidentially text, chat, phone, or video with a counselor. They have counselors that are specialized in anxiety, depression, sleeping problems. Maybe you thought you were Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman, but it turns out you're Julia Roberts and Aaron Brockovich, except oh. trying to take down a corporation who's polluting. You're trying to take down your volleyball-obsessed boyfriend. Or maybe you're Julia Roberts in Larry Crown. Just kidding, no one saw Larry Crown. Um, better <laughs> help therapists can help you deal with these issues. If you don't like your counselor for any reason, you can switch at no additional charge. It's also really affordable, and it's seriously the most reasonably priced and most valuable gift you could ever give to yourself, the gift of better mental health. Our listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code DATELINE. So go to betterhelp.com forward slash DATELINE. You fill out the questionnaire. You get paired with a counselor. It's really easy. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash DATELINE. Get 10% off your first month with the discount code DATELINE. This year, be your own Valentine. Roses will wilt. Chocolate will go straight to your thighs, but the gift of better help will last a lifetime. Oh, that was a good one. Mic drop. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp. So they go to trial, and Tasha thinks she's a terrible witness, that no one's going to believe her. And they play the tape. Obviously, his defense says, well, he doesn't actually say, I killed her. He's just kind of alluding to it, and he's just really trying to get her to calm down and get off his back and shut her up. Also, 
Talia is a drug user and she yeah. has a fraud charge on her record, which is the and first time we're hearing children? about that. And also <laughs> where are her children? So if he hit Peggy on the head with the weight, then where is the blood? There should have been blood mm. all over the boat. Yeah. They say there what happened. should have been blood. But it's, <laughs> but it's all cleaned out. <laughs> so they say it was a simple boating accident. She was stressed about stuff and maybe she had been drinking champagne because they were celebrating and she fell over. No, the, they were having margaritas. They said they had margaritas on the boat, which again goes I with my tequila champagne. theory. No, they said margaritas, which was weird. That's funny because when um, when Tania is saying, let's go to El Torito, she says, let's go get margaritas. So he's a tequila guy. So we, he that's loves the margarita. Down. Okay, we got that down. So the prosecution says, well, here's something. We think we know what the murder weapon is. He has a set of weights at home that are apparently missing a couple of weights. So why did he keep this missing set of weights? Do you know what I'm saying? Not the missing, the, no, the they have incomplete a set of weights at he home. He has a weight tree, they said. He has a weight tree, okay. if that's what you call it. and That's what they said. Two of the different weights are missing, apparently. Like so the barbells. The barbells. Barbells, yes. okay. And... Again, it's been a couple years. I don't know why he wouldn't just get rid of the rest of them. I know they're probably really expensive, but when sh- that's just cocky to keep the <laughs> to keep murder the weapon yeah. missing in plain sight. It's literally like missing it. That could be the episode title, Missing in Plain Sight. So then the prosecution says, well, when they luminaled the boat, there is some evidence that it could have been a lot of blood that was cleaned up, Maybe. They can't even say that for sure, but they say it's definitely possible. The verdict could have been blood. (laughs) (laughs) The verdict takes seven days to come through, which I was really surprised because I'm also assuming that Kobe Laker testified as well, and he seems a lot more reliable of a person than Tania. But they they just don't have I don't know they they don't have enough. Yeah. I think they have a lot, though. But also, maybe... he's super handsome. Remember, that's always hard when they're super handsome. I feel yes. like that takes juries longer. Yeah. <laughs> so How they... long do the Menendai take? Sorry, just curious. Well, the Men... Oh, that was a whole different... Yeah. Okay. So the... they find him guilty. Interestingly, they don't find him guilty of murder for financial gain. Because I guess there are, like, different things that you can be found guilty of what your motivation was. And financial gain was not one of them. They don't say then why he did it. If it was for the children, we don't really know. Hmm. I think he was just sick of her. Um, I would like to know why, honestly. Well, basically, he told Kobe he was just sick of her. But That's weird. That's horrible. Okay. So he gets life without parole. Linda, the mom, thinks he didn't do it. Even though she's Catherine Hepburn, Shirley MacLaine, and I love her. She's, I, she's wrong on this. Mank says... Is it possible you don't know your son like you think you do? Baloney! She she says, baloney. She says, baloney. That is not me doing Bianca Del Rio from The Snatch Game, season four. No. That is actually what she says. She says, I know that kid like the back of my hand. Oh, man. And then she says. Yep. You got this, right? 
Yeah. You got all of them. She can she basically uses a string of the most old-fashioned 1940s words ever. She said, yeah. "If my kid was a drugger, a doper, a ne'er-do-well." And then she says, and Mank is like laughing at this point. Yes. And she's like, "A thief, a rapist." So and she then goes Mank, too far. And then he, she goes way too far. She brings it down. She brought the vibe down really yeah, fast. No. And then Mank goes, "Murderer." Right. And she goes, well, yeah, but he isn't. Yeah. Very so, Mickey. That was very Mickey of her. Full Mickey moment. Yeah. It's like she started good. She started strong with the druggy doper ne'er-do-well. Mm-hmm. She said, I mean, if my kid was a blah, 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 druggy doper ne'er-do-well, I would say maybe is the way that should have stopped. Instead, right. Instead, she, goes, she gets thief? caught up. Rapist? She, she's getting caught up in the adjectives, and I'm like, no, no, you're Child proving... Child molester? Like, she keeps saying you're horrible proving, and horrible she's things. She's proving Meg's point the more right. she goes on. And so, yes. yo, stop it. And she and just... She went too far with the analogy. Yeah. It's too far. It's too and far. He's like, murderer? Well, yeah. okay, but he isn't. Yeah. Um, love Well, maybe, that. but I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> I didn't say it. Oh, Linda and Mankey now being best friends, maybe. Yes. Yes. So he's Linda mom. and Mickey being best friends. They need oh, to meet. Yeah. And they will either hate murder each, each other, other yeah. or best friends. Mm, best friends or hate each other. Fine mm-hmm. line. So Peggy's mom and sister are now raising the kids. That's good. I'm happy with that. Whose kids? Um, His kids. What about her kids? <laughs> no one knows where her. No, we know where her kids are. Tesla gives up drugs, marries a nice guy, and is a stay-at-home mom of five kids. And we don't necessarily know if those five kids are the Include the two kids. I don't think they are because they would be grown up by now and not living at home probably. So she has seven kids, we would guess, and five she's a stay-at-home mom of. Or maybe they just phrased it weird and she's a stay-at-home mom for like three kids. And her two kids that she lost custody of, maybe she got custody back. But now they're like in their 20s. So maybe they're... Okay. And then but helping I, regardless, yeah. Tallulah, I am so proud of you. Good job. You got your act together. What's the link to your Etsy shop where you sell your knit hats? Well, I was going to save it, but she is now wearing a crocheted blossom type hat because mm-hmm. she's in full on like suburban mom mode. That quirky. looks suspiciously homemade for her home business. Yes. she's She probably does have an Etsy shop. Yeah. And it's I don't know what it's called. What? Must have um, been it. <laughs> um, thank you. That is all we have for this section. Um, this episode has been dedicated to Natalie F. and Megan M. We want to thank them so, so much. We hope you liked this episode. Thank you, Natalie F. and Megan M. Thank you for being patrons and for your longtime support. That's why we can do these shows every week and laugh and make stupid bean fart jokes. It's because of you. <laughs> So thank you. It's all thanks to you. Your money is going to a great cause, Natalie and Megan. I hope you appreciate it. Sorry if I was grumpy about Tanya. (laughs) I think they'll forgive you. Natalie, Megan, what do you think? I think they'll they'll be fine. Sorry, guys. They'll be fine. Um, B-roll Bonanza? Oh, yeah. Beach Volleyball, Top Gun. So much. Um, Eric's mother is classily walking down the boardwalk holding her sunglasses in her hand, but she's, like, touching the railing way too much. She's, it's like she's walking down a banister and she's a southern woman. It's like she's tippy. And she's... Oh, she is, but she's, she's the Newport tippy. 
what do you tippy. stroking what's yeah. this like if you're walking and your hand is yes yeah, stro- stroking caressing. i don't know caressing yeah. along yeah. the banister and i just kept thinking about the germs sliding yeah i don't know it's the ocean doesn't the salt water kill a lot of germs <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It's Maybe. Newport. Oh. It's pretty clean. It is. It's Newport. Yeah. I don't also, know. She's... I was at Disneyland once and I was standing behind these people and this mom was popping the pimples on the back of this of her daughter. Nope, we're not talking about that. And mm-hmm. then wiping the pus on the railing. That's so, disgusting. Yeah. Like it would get under her fingernails and then she'd wipe it off on the railing. And I was standing behind them in line and that's what they were doing for the monorail. Horrifying. So now that's, yeah. Wow. That's what I think of when I think that of the That is barf-tastic. Yeah. Um, Tanya looking out at the water. Uh, Tanya sitting on the beach looking out at the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of water. So uh, should we skip to quotes? Yeah. What'd you have? Beach volleyball is a kid's game <laughs> played yeah. by grown-ups. Murder for profit is a game only played by adults. And it's for keeps. Eric was trying to be successful at both. And then my favorite quote, possibly perfect for Valentine's Day. So romantic. Mm -hmm. It said there's nothing more beautiful than the way the ocean refuses to stop kissing the shoreline. This was supposed to be something like that. What? But then she died. Fresh in. No. Apparently. It's said by some people in Bank Circle, he heard it once at a party. It refuses to stop kissing the shoreline. It's more like it's, it's licking the shoreline, though. It's like licking yeah. it like a cat. It's, it's very pretty. In and it's out, a, pr- in it's and a pretty out. thing. I've just never heard it, so I want to know where it's said. Who told you that, Mink? Who was it? Was it Keith? It was said- it Dennis? Oh, it was Dennis. Definitely Dennis. He lives in Florida. That it was a Dennis saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was beautiful for Valentine's Day that we got yeah. that. That mm-hmm. is beautiful. And I love that it's like, this was supposed to be something like that until it wasn't. Until it's definitely not. Yeah. Um, fashion police? Yeah. Um, the fishtail braid. So we talked quickly about Peggy's long hair. But Peggy has like white blonde hair. And she's doing that. Did you see the fishtail braid with the babies? That, yeah. That inverted braid. I don't know what yeah. that's. How, that's hard. That braid is hard. No, it's really the same as another braid. It's just you go a different direction. That braid is it's hard, hard for to do me. on yourself. Yeah. Because your arms get tired. And hard to go a different direction. I yeah, that's not, true. No, that's, that's hard. And it looks so cool. You've done yours like that before, right? Um, I just tried to do my hair in like a French braid the other day, but it kind of was all sloppy because my arms got really tired. I like sloppy. I don't have upper arm strength. I think sloppy French braids look really cool, by the way. I don't like a tight French braid. I like it when they're sort of loose and sloppy. Heads yeah. up. So okay. if you're doing it for me, I like it. Maybe at Crime Con, you I'll were, try. You I dress mostly for, for you. You I do. Not. For the, not for the strangers I see at Starbucks and for you. That's okay. all I see. That's good. Um, so we can talk quickly about how white is, uh, TT's favorite color because she's in like the white lingerie in the video, but she's also in this sheer white robe. I'm going to say robe on the sand. Oh yeah. What was that? Was Mm. it a beach cover up? Is she in a bikini? No, she was definitely in a Michael Bolton music video. Not steel bars. Like, um, Forever isn't long enough. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
That's a good one. Okay. Oh, maybe it, she thinks she's in that video, the really sexy one on the beach. No. David it's Brent? That model. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's with that model, and she's so beautiful. Um, oh, and what's Chris the guy's Isaac. name? Chris what? Isaac. Yeah. Chris Isaac. Wicked Game. Yes, yeah. Wicked mm-hmm. Game. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, all right. The reason... The reason that this whole section is filled with fashion police is really because of what T-Boz wears when she's being (laughs) interviewed. So here's the problem that I have. We get only a close-up shot of her face. The reason we only get a close-up shot of her face is because when they pull to a wide shot of her, she's wearing a booby shirt. She is, and it's animal print. She's wearing a scoop neck, skin-tight shirt with fleshy boobage coming out over the top that is not appropriate for Dateline. <laughs> and I was angry. That was the first thing that made she, me mad. She's wearing it on Dateline because she's wearing it in front of Mankey. Yes, all. all but of I the felt above. like it was really inappropriate. And like, we know you don't have good sense, but now you're <laughs> a mom of five. Yeah. You should have sense now. Five and slash seven children. Also, there's a way to be sexy in your Dateline interview. I think sort of a loose neck sweater, like one maybe an off the shoulder would have been lovely, like one shoulder up, one shoulder off, something like that. You can do that if you want to be sexy. One shoulder on and one shoulder off? If she insists on being sexy, I'm saying go with the like, shoulder ooh, reveal. I just, my shoulder, right. ooh, it just right. slipped go with off. The sho- I'm t- do you know what I'm, you, have you never seen a sweater like this? Are you with saying like an asymmetrical? Neck? Oh, a cowl neck. Right, but now it's I big, know what you're talking and so about. it sort of like shows yes. your collarbone or it can, sl- right. I see. Or a peasant blouse that shows like some shoulder. If you need to do that on Dateline, you can do it. <laughs> I think she made a weird choice for the Dateline interview. The other problem that I had, the other, sorry, B-roll that I had was her going into the courtroom and she's with her lawyer and she is staring at the cameras and doing this like Marilyn Monroe smile where she just can't stop smiling and she's looking at them like filming her and she's looking from camera to camera to camera and walking like with basically feeling like she's got wind blowing on her. And I was like, what? Also, she somehow had clothes to wear to court that day that didn't show fleshy boobage. Right. She has clothes in the B-roll with her knit cap. I didn't notice how low cut it was. I just noticed that it was animal print. Okay. But the boobage does not upset you. you Honestly, I didn't notice it. But do you think it's inappropriate now that you know about it? I wish I could see it again to see how I feel. Yeah. Okay. I think I've. We made are my not point. body shaming her at all. I'm not body shaming. I'm saying what she's wearing is inappropriate to wear a booby shirt. You yeah. thought she was fine? I thought she was fine. And I've seen this episode before. I didn't love her. She wasn't my, you know, Bianca or anything. She was yeah. just not. I was like, she's doing the best she can. She has a troubled past. I know I she's it. not coming across great, but I feel like she's being fairly honest with Mank. She's tweaking a little few things to make it seem like she should have come forward earlier. But, you know. I might be being a little hard on her. I understand. I just Maybe didn't... I'm being too easy and you're being too hard. So maybe somewhere in the middle. I'm, I'm only being hard because I felt like a few of these things were just inappropriate for a Dateline interview that mm-hmm. we didn't need to know. Mm-hmm. And basing on Mank's reaction, he was also sort of nonplussed. Here's the thing, though. You're probably right because... That B-roll of her writhing around in the convertible, half naked, 
she had to give them that footage. So I don't think they got that footage. She had to supply that as part of her acting history. But you know what? No shame. If I looked like that. There is no shame. She's gorgeous. I would but the do problem is I feel like I think she knows she's gorgeous. And she she was so delighted to go into that courtroom, that smile. I would not be smiling like that. A woman mm-hmm. is dead. Mm-hmm. The man that you almost married killed her. Mm-hmm. It's not a smiling moment at all. No. I think yeah. that's what's rubbing me wrong. I got gotcha. you. I like it. Uh, titles. Man, this had so many good opportunities for titles. I really wish I had come out with better ones. Really? Do you have any? Yeah, I have a couple. Do you have some good ones? Um, The Hot Number. Yeah. Game Set Match. Oh, okay. Because of the Just volleyball? Just because of the volleyball. Game Set Spike, though. Because you set the ball and then you spike it. Sorry, but what? Well, yeah, but Spike doesn't... What is Spike? It doesn't go. If but what she is was match? a vampire. But match is not... There was no, no fire. No, if there was a fire, match would yeah, be better. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> if the whole thing was different, this if title really would have been amazing. Neither of those titles would work. Okay, we did fail. Fail. Um, overboard. Maybe you thought oh, she yeah, was okay. overboard and yeah. Oh, oh, overboard. Yeah. Um, the secret tapes tape. Ta- I don't know. I was trying taping something with taping. Um, okay. Cinder effing Rella. Oh, there we go. Pretty woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I did know that. Here's my only one that yeah. actually is good and makes sense. Yeah. Sleeping with the NSC. Okay. S-E-A. Sleeping with the sea anemone. Okay. There we go. That's better. Yeah, that's better. Much better. It's not. It's just different. Yours is still good. <laughs> still good. Little, yellow, different. <laughs> New print. Um, what about, oh, mine are not good. I had an ecstatic confession. Because I was thinking ecstasy. I couldn't get anywhere mm. with ecstasy, and I mm. really tried. Um, out with the old, in with the new. <gasps> That's right? real. Her last name was New. I know. Or you could say out with the old, in with the nude. Or new. New nude. New nudes. <laughs> new boobs. Okay. Um, new boobs through this. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> We got to use that again. We got to remember that one. Okay. Um, because sometimes people do have breast implants in this yeah. show. Okay. Um, all right. How about the weight in water? Oh. Instead of the weight of water. I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of sad though. Okay. And then how about from underwire to wearing a wire? <gasps> oh, that's brilliant. That, yeah. right. that was that was what I had. I just Underwater, like was... underwire. Yes. Underwire, underwater. Wearing a wire. (laughs) One too many things. (laughs) One too many. Pick two, put them in the order that you like. That you're happy with, and then give us credit for it. Choose your own title. Yeah. Choose your own own title. I think we should start doing more of those. I feel like it's more audience participation. People will like it. We get a lot of suggestions, and then I just feel really dumb. Like, why didn't you guys think of this? I I feel really bad. I don't think people understand how bad I feel when I read those, but I do appreciate people sending them because it makes me work harder and gives me the yips a little bit, but it does make me work harder. That's true. 
<laughs> um, so thank you, everybody. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And um, consider joining us in our Patreon community. We just put up an episode for our loving life and hire people about the Netflix show Cheer. I almost said Cheers. Cheer. We like oh. Norm. Where everybody knows your name? Yeah. This ah. is the cheerleading one that everyone's talking about. If you haven't watched it, please watch. And if you join our Patreon at that level or higher, then you can hear that chat. And we might be doing more stuff like that. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for, you know, liking and sharing, telling your friends. That makes a huge difference for us. Leaving us five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That makes a huge, huge difference. Um, and thank you. So I just, I'm thankful. Um, right. and, and don't watch, don't watch alone. alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's over now. You shouldn't watch alone. But you did anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new closing You can song. keep listening because no one will be around. Sorry. It's where the wind blows. Oh. We, I, Tanya, what do you think about Tanya? Let us know. Sorry, Tanya. We have not had someone this divided since Sheila Davalu. So I'm excited to hear what you guys think. Seriously, you don't have to pick sides. If you agree with me, it doesn't mean you like me. You can just actively still dislike me and love Katie, because I know you all do, and still agree with me. Just message me privately. Just message Katie privately. I have Lendical. Oh, for everyone wondering where my Twitter account is, I'm just waiting till I can sit down with Kimberly. I don't know what I'm doing. Oliver so said easy. he knows Twitter. He doesn't. It's a, so it's a ruse. Easy. No, but there's certain things that I feel like I'm going to mess up. You can't mess anything up. No, I need you to sit with me and just okay, fine. show me the things. And then okay. I'm like an old lady. I'm okay. like an old, old lady, like Linda. With the dopers You're the and Catherine the reefers. Hepburn. Yeah, yes. I am. Say baloney oh, no. again. Ne'er do wells. Baloney! <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> I know that kid like the back of my hand. Malarkey. Bye. Bye. Malarkey. Her eyelashes underneath are black, and then on top, when she closes, it's like not done at all. And I'm I sorry, just who? No, no. I learned just recently on YouTube that you're supposed to do the top of your lashes uh-huh. to get the top done. Sure. Definitely. Was it a mascara company that was telling you you needed to do that? No, it was just a YouTube girl. Yeah. it's. It was no. like how to put on mascara 101 for someone you, who is okay. in middle aged and she still where, doesn't know how to do where, mascara. You watched a YouTube video about putting on mascara because you don't like me so much that you wouldn't ask me how to put on mascara? If I ask you, then every time I see you, you'll want to do it. And I don't like to put that pressure on you because everyone makes you do their makeup. But I like to do the makeup. I went to a class about makeup and there were all, it was a room filled with makeup professionals. And I was like, I've done wedding makeup a couple times. Sometimes my best friend lets me do her makeup. And it looks good when you do it. But I don't, I thought that you weren't supposed to do the top part. But then when I saw Tashina, I was like, why are the tops of her lashes so much lighter colored than no, underneath? You can't see that. She no. closes her eyes a lot and blinks and it looks not right. Okay, here's what's happening to Tashina is that Tashina's doing her mascara first and putting on eyeshadow after. So the mask, the eyeshadow is catching on the top of her eyelashes. There's oh. absolutely no need 
You do your mascara last. I swear in this YouTube video, the girl put it on on top too. I'm going to need her YouTube address and her name. So I'll find it. Write a strongly, strongly worded letter because that's bananas. Because that's I am so way too much mascara. No, just like one coat going down. No, because you curl your eyelashes up to open up your eye and then you wipe up. If you go down, that defeats the purpose. <laughs> I swear, I was so surprised and was like, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. No, and then you've been when doing I it watched right. Tanya, I was like, oh, that's why. No, no this that's one why. girl. This is why you don't do that. Don't watch <laughs> No one else on YouTube does but this. But you tell me you watch YouTube videos, <laughs> tutorials all the time. I, I do. I so love makeup, Shouldn't though. you believe the people? I need her name okay. and her... And, like, how many views she has. I'll look in my history and see if I can find it. That's bananas. It was just a few weeks ago. And then I saw Tanya, and I was like, that's what, that's why. Okay. And I was like, I've been fooled. I feel like an idiot. Up. I thought it was just one in the downward direction. It wouldn't be so much heavy that it would weight them down or uncurl them. The only reason. If you were batting your eyes coquettishly, which second time I've said that word this episode? Yeah, what's up? It would look like Bambi. I think it was how to do Bambi eyes. That might have been the YouTube video. I'm gonna find it. I'm just curious. I just feel like it sounds like that is from a mascara company being like, use the most product you can. <laughs> <laughs> use also, it, up it goes real back quick. every week, so buy a new one. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to trial.